Welcome to this Vetfolio educational podcast brought to you in part by DECRA. We're pleased that you've decided to join us as we explore the topic of topical management with our guest speaker, Dr. Darren Dell. Dr. Dell attended Iowa State University for his undergraduate studies and completed the prerequisites for veterinary school in two years. In 2001, Dr. Dell graduated with honors from the University of Illinois College of Veterinary Medicine. Dr. Dell worked in small animal general practice for six years and small animal emergency medicine for two years before beginning his residency with Animal Dermatological Clinic. In 2012, he became a diplomat of the American College of Veterinary Dermatology. We're very pleased to have Dr. Dell back for a second episode. And before we begin, I do need to note to our listeners that the information provided in this session is intended to provide you with practical and timely information to assist you as a veterinary professional. The views and opinions provided are those of our presenters and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Vetfolio and its sponsors. Now let's go ahead and dive into our second session with Dr. Darren Dell. Today we are talking about why topical management is important for your dermatology patients and truly your veterinary practice. I would like to start right away by saying that topical management isn't just important, it is absolutely essential. Using topical products is best practice medicine, but on a more personal level, topical management will improve your patient outcomes and foster long-lasting bonds with your clients. I realize that the tendency is to tune out as soon as someone starts talking about shampoo. But we have so many more options for topical management today than just shampoo. The ingredient and formulation options have improved dramatically. Even if I can't convince you that topical management is exciting, I hope to at least convey how useful it can be. Let's talk about some common situations where adding topical management will make a big difference. This includes allergic patients, patients with skin infection, and patients with dry skin. But don't forget that normal patients will benefit from quality topical management too. This is especially true for certain breeds of dogs like bulldogs, pugs, and Boston Terriers. Allergic patients present a number of challenges that can be aided by topical management. First and foremost, we know that allergic patients suffer from ceramide deficiency in their skin. This ceramide deficiency is multifactorial and is influenced by genetics, the environment, bacteria, stress, and exposure to allergens. Topical products are the only way to replenish ceramides and restore the epidermal barrier. By restoring the epidermal barrier, we reduce allergen exposure, pruritus, and the risk of infection. Bolstering the epidermal barrier with ceramides is a process that needs to be repeated on a regular basis. So having options that improve client compliance is very useful. For example, some clients might not have any problem using a shampoo weekly, while others will be most successful with a daily spray. Topical products can also be used to remove pollen from the skin and thus reduce allergic irritation. In recent years, researchers have proven that, unlike in people, dogs and cats are exposed to the majority of their allergens across the skin rather than through inhalation. Again, bathing is very useful for removing pollen and other allergens, but medicated wipes can be equally beneficial and much less time consuming. In allergic patients, topical management is also useful for reducing bacterial load on the skin with ingredients like chlorhexidine, myconazole, and trisedta. Allergic patients typically carry more bacteria on their skin than normal animals due to increased adherence between the bacteria and the keratinocyte. Higher levels of bacteria can increase pruritus and can further damage the epidermal barrier. 
an increase in the baseline bacterial counts on the skin also contributes to the speed with which pyoderma develops. I recommend weekly bathing with an antimicrobial ceramide-containing shampoo as part of the long-term treatment strategy for all of my allergy patients. My clients know that if they see signs of an allergy flare or even just suspect an allergy flare, the first thing I'm going to recommend is more frequent topical management. This type of protocol has a couple very important benefits. First, my patients need less antibiotic therapy. Second, my clients are empowered to help their dog instead of feeling dependent upon me for an antibiotic prescription. Topical management can also be used to directly calm the skin with ingredients like hydrocortisone. Other ingredients such as ceramides and oatmeal also have a calming effect on the skin. Current guidelines for the treatment of allergic dermatitis in dogs focus on the need for multimodal therapy, and topical management is an easy and cost-effective way to provide multimodal relief. Patients with skin infection benefit in many of the same ways as our allergic patients. Ingredients like chlorhexidine, myconazole, and trans-EDTA in topical products kill bacteria and yeast. Combining topical management with systemic antimicrobial therapy can decrease the risk of developing antibiotic-resistant bacteria and reduce the length of systemic antimicrobial therapy. In some cases, topical management alone is sufficient to resolve infection. This allows us to avoid systemic antibiotics and antifungals entirely. If we avoid systemic antimicrobials, then we can avoid the GI distress that so many patients experience from this form of treatment. Even in your most sensitive patients, topical products are very unlikely to cause stomach upset because they do not disrupt the gut flora. Whether used separately or in combination with systemic therapy, topical management reduces the risk of developing resistant bacterial skin infections. Multiple studies have shown that one of the major risk factors for developing resistant infections is repeated use of systemic antibiotics. We also know that repeated use of systemic antibiotics prevents the normal microflora from returning. Let's run through a few examples of using topical management for resolving skin infection. For our first example, let's imagine we have a three-month-old puppy with pyoderma on its ventral abdomen. The puppy is healthy otherwise, and husbandry practices are good. Certain dog breeds and certain clients would be very amenable to twice-weekly bathing with a chlorhexidine shampoo containing ceramides. Shampoo therapy alone should resolve the infection in one to three weeks. More rambunctious puppies or clients who cannot bathe their puppy would be better served with once-daily cleaning using a chlorhexidine pad or once-daily application of a chlorhexidine mousse. If using an antimicrobial pad or once-daily mousse, I would expect resolution in one to three weeks as well, which is about the same as you would expect with antibiotic therapy. If using an antimicrobial pad or mousse, I would expect resolution in one to three weeks as well. This is very similar to what you would expect if you were using an oral antibiotic. In our second example, let's consider an older dog who has developed bacterial pyoderma and malassezia dermatitis as a result of immune suppression secondary to chemotherapy. The dog has lost weight, has elevated liver enzymes, and eats poorly. Oral antibiotic and antifungal therapy could cause further inappetence. Oral antifungal therapy might also contribute to worsening of the liver enzymes. Bathing twice weekly with a chlorhexidine, myconazole, ceramide shampoo would be a great choice in this case. If the infection was very severe, then bathing could be performed every 24 to 48 hours. If the owner was afraid of putting the dog in the bathtub, maybe for fear of slipping or worsening of joint pain, then an alternative product could be used. Again, once or twice daily with a chlorhexidine mousse or spray could be very effective. Lastly, let's consider a middle-aged dog with severe chronic allergies who suffers from recurrent pyoderma. Let's further assume that recent bacterial skin culture showed staph only sensitive to amikacin, 
and you'd like to avoid daily amikacin injections. A typical treatment plan I would start would use a chlorhexidine shampoo with ceramides every other day, combined with a chlorhexidine mousse spray or wipe once daily in the morning, and a non-chlorhexidine antibacterial spray once daily in the evening. Other antibacterial choices in topical management include hypochlorous acid, nissen, and sodium hypochlorite. When choosing topical therapy to fight infection, it is important to understand that some bacteria can produce ceramidases, which help them penetrate and colonize the epidermis more effectively. Supplying ceramides through topical management will also help your patient heal from infection more quickly because ceramides restore the natural skin barrier. Dry flaky skin is one condition where clients might actually ask a veterinarian to recommend a topical product. The old standby ingredients like urea and oatmeal are still helpful. However, quality veterinarian exclusive products contain ceramides, which represent a significant advancement in therapy. For comparison, urea acts as a humectant. You don't need to remember the name. A humectant traps water in the skin. Oatmeal acts as a humectant and a demulcent. Demulcent means that it forms a protective film over the skin. In contrast, when we apply ceramides, we are able to directly replace the natural oils that are deficient. So we're not just trying to keep water in, we're actually replacing what's gone. Bolstering the natural oils in the skin is far more beneficial than just keeping water in the skin. As we have already discussed, ceramides have a number of other important properties in the skin too. This is a good time to talk about trends like topical coconut oil. Coconut oil is predominantly composed of fatty acids. However, Coconut oil is not an omega-3 or omega-6 fatty acid, which are the primary types present in the epidermal barrier. Even if coconut oil contained the proper fatty acids to help the skin, fatty acids only make up around 11% of the lipids in the stratum corneum. In comparison, ceramides account for over 65%. We also need to take a minute to talk about anti-seborrhea shampoos. If a dog owner goes to the pet store looking for a shampoo for their flaky dog, the person stocking shelves might recommend an oatmeal product or perhaps something with aloe vera or... If the dog is very unlucky, their owner might be directed to a seborrhea shampoo. Most seborrhea shampoos contain sulfur, benzoyl peroxide, salicylic acid, or coal tar. These ingredients can be very beneficial in the right situation. However, they can also be very harmful. In the wrong situation, these ingredients can exacerbate the flaking, cause erythema, and intense pruritus. Coal tar is particularly dangerous because it is photosensitizing and toxic to cats. Certain breeds of normal dogs benefit from quality topical management too. The major breeds I think about in this category are Bulldogs, Boxers, Pugs, and Boston Terriers. These dogs are well-known and well-loved for their skin folds. Remember that skin folds are not only present on the face, we also find them at the tail base and in the groin. Cleaning folds with a quality chlorhexidine plus ceramide wipe is extremely helpful. Daily cleaning of folds is recommended when there is infection present. Wiping two to three times weekly is typically sufficient for maintenance therapy. Wiping skin folds will prevent pruritus, infection, and alopecia. Normal patients represent an opportunity to provide client education and establish ourselves as the best source for pet healthcare information. The type of shampoo clients use to bathe their dog with normal skin can still have a positive or negative effect. Taking the time to educate clients and offer quality recommendations will keep clients coming back to you instead of asking the clerk at the pet store. For example, how many times have you been asked, how often should I bathe my dog? The answer is that it depends on the dog's health status and the product used. Of course, no one knows the dog's health status better than his or her veterinarian. This question opens the door for a good discussion about the value of a quality shampoo. Almost any shampoo will clean the pet's hair. 
but we want to use quality products to help maintain the animal's skin and hair. It also gives you the opportunity to explain that veterinary exclusive shampoos that contain ceramides are typically safe to use daily. The key to making topical products work for you is to keep it simple. You can be very effective with only a few products. Keeping a few essential products makes choosing what to recommend easier. It takes up less space, means you have less money sitting on your shelf, and helps ease staff training. You also have to remember to keep it simple for your clients. Not everyone can bathe their pet. So by having wipes, sprays, and mousses available, you can offer your clients something they can do. All you have to do is explain why topical management is important and ask your clients if they would prefer a shampoo, spray, wipe, or mousse. Sometimes it comes down to asking them what they will do or what they can do. Make the conversation about empowering them to help their dog rather than acting like a stern parent handing out chores. Some clients may also respond to the financial practicality of topical management options. A bottle of shampoo, mousse, or wipes is typically less costly than a course of antibiotic therapy, especially if the antibiotic causes vomiting or diarrhea, which also requires an exam and subsequent therapy. Long-term maintenance protocols using topical management also reduce allergy flares and the need for frequent examinations. The initial cost of a bottle of shampoo may seem high compared to what a client uses personally, but the benefit and importance of a proper medicated shampoo will pay off in the long run. Before we finish today, I want to take a moment to talk about topical antibiotic ointments and sprays. Common products in this category include sprays containing betamethasone and genomycin, or ointments containing neomycin and triamcinolone. Topical antibiotics and steroids can be useful for short-term therapy, but they are not ideal for chronic or as-needed treatment. The most common problems seen with chronic use of these products are local steroid side effects such as callosinosis cutis, thinning tearing of the skin, comedone formation, and demodicosis. You can also encourage the development of resistant bacterial infection. I want to leave you with one last thought. We as a profession have an opportunity to take back the topical management market from pet stores. We have the ability to order better products than the pet store sells. We have the medical knowledge necessary to make the best recommendations. And most importantly of all, we have the deep-rooted personal interest to see our patients be happy and healthy. So if you migrated away from topical products because they were too complicated or too cumbersome, please take another look. We've come a long way from yesterday's shampoo. Dr. Dell, thank you again for your time and expertise that you've shared with our listeners today. To all of our listeners, I'd like to thank you for spending a few moments of your time with us. We hope that you found the information shared in this session useful. If you would like to learn more about this topic, please be sure to check out the related programs which you can access from vetfolio.com. Thank you to our podcast sponsor, DECRA, for their support. Let us know what you thought about this session or what other topics you would like to hear on a future podcast. You can connect with the Vetfolio team via email at support at vetfolio.com.